I did it. I hit play on it. We're recording now. Welcome to our Thriving Lives podcast, our weekly Zoom call. Um, thanks for for being here, everybody. Renee, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. Wonderful. Weird, kind of a weird week, but uh, it's yeah. a good week so far. Um, we were just talking before we hit play um, on just some weird snack ideas and things of that nature, which we can kind of dive into real quick before we get to the topic of the day. Um, which Renee, what is the topic of the day? Um, today we're talking about how obstacles don't need to be, well, you know, I like this actually better, how obstacles don't need to be roadblocks. I like that. I like they can that. just be a different path. Yes. Um, yes. And just like learn not learning how to not fall off when those obstacles do occur um, and not letting them, yeah, be roadblocks. We'll, we'll, dive in, we'll dive into some of our personal examples, some, some client examples that, you know, I, that that we can pull on from people that are having, you know, struggles at this exact moment and how we're kind of navigating those things as well. But now we were talking about, you know, a couple, uh, I think it was like last week we started talking about um, those protein pop tarts, legendary pop tarts. Maybe that was two weeks ago. Renee found those they're delicious. And we were kind of talking about, you know, are they the best ingredients for like a daily basis type of food? Probably not, but they're still good to have on hand. So that way, if you are, you don't want to go have a quote unquote healthy meal, but you also don't really want to fall off. You know, that's a good thing to if have. You're in a pickle. You're in a pickle. Uh, we also got start ta- talking about pickles. So, Renee, tell us your ideas with pickles on your food. Um, So, I'll do a rice cake and I'll do spring mix and then tuna and then pickles on top. Um, That's one of my weird foods. And then the other thing is I will just throw ketchup on random shit. Like, I'll do rice, ground beef, avocado, and ketchup. Yeah. Um, do you or, do regular straight up ketchup or do you do like the clean version of ketchup? Very clean version of ketchup. Yeah, like, like, like yeah. no sugar added. Yeah. No sugar. No, like, no shitty oils and stuff like that. Which yeah. No, probably up, like $10 for my ketchup. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes I'll, <laughs> one time I dipped my salmon in ketchup. Um, nice. Just nice. random, yeah. random that's weird stuff. stuff. Uh, um, I feel like I have some other weird I think we all do something, Uh, something I do when I'm in prep and I'm eating a lot of egg whites is I'll do half savory and half sweet. So like egg whites are kind of versatile in terms of that because they have really no flavor. So I'll cook them up like regular egg whites or I'll cook them into almost like a pancake type look to it. I'll do like hot sauce or something kind of savory on half of it. And then on the other half, I'll do like a, uh, you know, a low sugar, like Walden farm syrup on it. So just make it like a little sweet treat. So I'll, I'll, I'll mix that up and I'm some, I'm getting 50 grams of protein and essentially no carbs, no fats or anything else in it. So that's something that, that I'll kind of mix up when you get yeah, kind of, to those, about my eggs. when you get syrup. to like, uh, you know, poverty calories in terms of like, you just have <laughs> like, you're, you're very, very low on it. Uh, same thing with carbs and fats. You definitely, that's when you can really learn how to be creative with your food. Something I used to do when uh, Nicole always brings it up. Cause she's like, you don't do this anymore. But I used to, when I was in prep, when we first started talking and dating, um, when she was like coming over in the evening, I'd go make a dessert, even though I was in prep, I couldn't have it. Um, I couldn't have normal dessert. So I made my own version of that, which was like, um, like cool whip or, or whatever the like very low calorie, like the spray can ones. And I'd put that in a bowl with like sugar-free jelly or Walden farm syrup and kind of mix that together, put it in the freezer and it would create like a 20 calorie ice cream. So you could actually have a full bowl of it because it was frozen. Syrup and whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it made it tasty. It was awesome. Um, 
or or like yeah, I, if I had some fruit that I would have in my my diet at the time that I'd mix that in there with it as well, toss that in the fridge. So it would essentially mimic ice cream and kind of give me that fix, even though it was minimal calories. So again, you know, be creative with this stuff. That's one of the perks to you guys learning how to, you know, uh, read nutrition labels and, you know, explore and go find new stuff to uh, to combine in the uh, in the grocery stores. But um, anyway, though, to the topic of the night, and then obviously, if you guys are on the call, have any questions about this topic or anything else, as always, we'll do a little Q&A at the end and address any of your guys' things. But so, um, um, as, as Renee said, so obstacles do not need to be roadblocks. Um, obstacles do not need to be what what tosses you off. I forgot what I even named this when I sent it out to the group early. earlier. I kind of like the name of it as well. My shit's loading. It was... Obstacles are opportunities to learn and not crumble, meaning, you know, we're always going to have obstacles and we're going to share a lot of those tonight. Um, but it's important to to learn how to tread water, how to navigate those things, how to still control what you can and not totally fall off. You know, I, I feel like I mean, when a lot of it, I think, is mindset work, too. Um, yeah. And it just I think takes time to learn those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. So, Renee, you know, you have. uh Current, actually like a back-to-back -back week of kind of struggles and obstacles that you've been dealing with. Do you want to share kind of what last um, week, what this week's challenges kind of look like? Yeah. So I'm a dental hygienist on Monday through Thursdays and I had to have a tough conversation with one of my offices. Um, and that ended up me putting in my two weeks notice the next day um, just with, kind of how the conversation went just a lot of struggles were happening um and some of it I feel like is that it's tough when you have to make that like immediate decision of like am I going to stay at this job am I going to leave this job and then um I know right now the dental field like I can get a job anywhere at any time so I wasn't stressed about that um but most of my patients tend to love me some patients I don't always get along with. Um, just that's personalities in general. Um, and so with that, they had talked to me, like the dentist and the office manager talked to me um, about like some like bad feedback they got. And so in that instance in the past, what I probably would have done was just shut down, cried, taken that to heart. Um, and instead, now that I feel like I am a lot more emotionally mature. I've got my shit together. I can take those examples of that bad feedback and I can learn from that and grow from it as opposed to letting it just completely shut me down or just me getting very defensive. Um, and so in that instance, I was like, okay, this is just a place where I need to leave this office and I need to grow somewhere else. I'm not going to disregard the bad feedback, but I'm going to change um, change my path on that. And like I said, use it as a chance to grow and be like, okay, maybe I could maybe be change my personality on some patients, but at the same time, I know who I am. I'm not a pushover. I'm not going to let people treat me a certain way. Um, and so that was cool because like I said, in the past, I would have definitely just shut down, gotten very defensive and felt bad for being criticized. Um, so that was that last week. Um, and then, you know, you have to go through with trying to get interviews and finding different offices. Um, so that was just 
kind of stressful at that point for me to deal with. Um, but I managed to find a new job within three days and I think I'll be much happier at the yeah. new office. Um, so that was that. And then I had to have a little like thing, like a little nodule removed on my leg. Um, so that's been another obstacle of just a lot of like emotional stressors thrown at me um, mm-hmm. that I've had to just kind of deal with. And once you kind of, I think, have more stuff thrown at you too, and you realize you can overcome those things, it gives you more of the courage to overcome that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so there's definitely days where I do feel very overwhelmed. I feel like stuff's just like thrown at me. Um, I do take on a lot of stuff between my dental job, online coaching, and I also accepted another job for this spring. Um, and so in those instances, I just have to learn like these little obstacles are just opening doors to other pathways. Um, it was kind of ironic. I had gotten a new job offer and then I had decided to leave the other job within two days. So it was like the exact time of one door opening and one door shutting. Um, so I guess that's kind of. So how did you circle that back to, you know, what were, I mean, the mindset and then the, the mental strides you made versus like what you would have used to, you know, digest that, if you will. Um, you've come a long way. And in, in th- that sense, how did you, you know, trickle that back down into the fitness components, your sleep components, your nutrition, things of that nature, you know, cause that kind of just that work stress alone, even if you hadn't, you know, quit or whatever the case is, just having that work stress is usually a catalyst to people letting their other things go, let alone you having to leave that job, dealing with that stress, dealing with new job interviews and things of that nature. Usually just that, even if that's not taking up necessarily physical time, it's taking up mental space, mental energy that would knock most people off from eating healthy. They'd be like, oh, I had a really shitty day. I need something that tastes good tonight. Now, yes, you have some digestive things that that require you to not do that. But at the same time, I know I have a lot of clients and I've had a lot of clients in the past and just a lot of non-clients that even though there are certain things that they know will not work for them, they will still allow themselves as this is a time where I just need to go, you know, crumble and, and let myself eat whatever I'm going to eat, even knowing that tomorrow I'm going to feel worse about it. So that could have been a choice that you would have made that a lot of people would still make regardless of, the, of their, their nutrition, you know, issues, whatever the case is. So how did you not let it fully knock you off? Yeah. So again a lot of that just comes from my own discipline of me learning um my body and i my body is probably my body and my mental health are probably the number one priorities in my life um and so i don't ever like that 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 stays top no no matter what stays top yeah but um like last wednesday that's normally my leg day and i have i had to go to a job interview from like two to 5 PM. And so yeah. I couldn't do leg day. So, yeah. and and I also knew I had this procedure coming up to where I wouldn't be able to do leg day after that. And so I woke up early Thursday morning and got my leg workout in, um, and then had to shift a few things around. So, um, like I had to switch my back day and my leg day to have enough space in between the two leg days. So it just takes more thought to, um, not let it completely like derail you. 
Um, But I also know when I'm already feeling shitty and down, the last thing I want to do is add in something else to my body that's not going to make it feel any better. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I will eat more of my, like, little sweet treats if I want to or little things like that. Um, But in the end, I know that this one little um, moment in time where I am beyond stressed or feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. That's one moment in time. Whereas the more I keep adding to that, that takes one moment and that our little, those are little stepping stones. Pounds it. Yes. And then I'm going to start and then I'm going to feel worse. And then I'm going to shame myself Mm -hmm. for not doing what I should have done. Um, yeah. And so that's just come with practice and time. And I would say also, again, all dependent upon my priorities. Um, so sometimes you just have to shift some things around um, to be able to learn from that. I was texting with one of my clients and I was, I'll read it here on something that I had told her to. Um, so we were talking about how like she sometimes gets bored of her meals or things like that. Um, and I said, sometimes it just takes the mindset of, okay, yes, this isn't the most fun meal, but it helps me feel better six out of seven days. If I can have one day of fun meals or one fun meal, that's fine. But if I have seven days of fun meals, I'm not feeling my optimal best and that's not the way I want to live. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was helpful for her to hear that too because yeah of course like no one wants to give up their fun social life things like that but when you start realizing that that has compounded to you now not feeling well you have this stressor and then you add more and then now you're not eating well and then if you have any mental health issues then you're shaming yourself then you're depressed and then you can't you're just digging yourself deeper and so with going through a lot of hard shit in my life I've learned to stop digging myself into a deeper hole and to just take it as it comes. Um, and when you have that emotional maturity, I think you can grow from that. And that's what I think is so cool about fitness and health is because that's where I just see the benefit of it both. Like they go so hand in hand. Yep. Um, whereas, whereas, you know, a lot of times, um, what, what I'll see with it. And sometimes I see it the week of, or sometimes it's, it's a few months because I haven't heard from that client, but something like this would happen. There'd be one catalyst like a surgery, like a job loss, like a a relationship breakup, whatever the case is, there's one single catalyst that they allow to snowball. Even if they're mentally that night, they're like, I'm going to give myself tonight to do whatever, but then they're not super intentional about making tomorrow back on track. And they allow it to snowball into the next day and the next day. And then you don't want to check in because you're embarrassed and you're disappointing yourself because you know that none of that stuff helped you feel any better in the moment as you're eating that food or as you're sitting there binge watching, you feel fine in that moment, but that's that immediate gratification. I'm, I'm, I, I want you guys after, after uh, the zoom call and I'm making a post, I already made it actually beforehand. I just haven't posted it yet, but it's exactly around this topic as well that we're talking about. And it's that, even though that's not the topic of tonight, but you know, I, I think a lot of this comes down to that instant gratification versus that delayed gratification, you know, cause Renee in this situation could have easily chose a lot of instant gratification things that would have helped her in her mind 
feel better about whatever these these life issues are, but it wouldn't have made it feel better tomorrow and the next day. And again, when it gets to check-in day and then you're like, I don't want to do this. I feel bad about this. And then you let it you know, snowball and compound into, okay, now it's been two or three weeks of this and I've been completely off the rails. And that's exactly what we're talking about now is, is, is how to stop that bleeding, how to minimize it, how to keep it as this is my one problem. I'm going to leave it as this one problem and not let this one problem turn into 10 other problems. Um, yeah, a- I had a very similar conversation with a different one of my clients again this week. Um, she had just been feeling some seasonal depression and she just was down, but she had to leave her house for a job interview. And she's like, I'm texting you this. So on the way home, I'm going to go to the gym. And she was like, even if I just get on the stair stepper. So she got on the stair stepper to do something. And then afterwards she's like, I'm feeling pretty good. So she started her arm day. Um, And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to feel better if I at least just go to the gym, I can still go home and veg out Mm -hmm. and dissociate whatever I need to. after I've done that little 45 minute workout. Um, and then we just got to talking and that kind of helps too. And then today she worked out again. So like just little tiny baby steps where you show up and respect yourself, you show up and honor yourself. You make that hard choice in the moment. That's how you grow in every other aspect of your life. You may not realize it, that going to the gym that one time and you felt depressed changed your life or anything, but a series of those little events that builds and then you just start to be more proud of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and Josh, um, he had something, a very similar story, very proud of him. Um, just doing the hard thing. Like when you don't want to go to the gym and you don't want to do it, but you do it anyways, mm-hmm. you're so much more proud of yourself and it just snowballs to these great tendencies. Yeah. The, the, the client you just mentioned that, you know, uh, went to the gym just to just to do a little bit of cardio, just so she could feel positive about that, end up doing the arm day. You know, then when she goes home and she's gonna do one of two things. She might still veg out like she planned on doing initially, but she's at least gonna feel better because she at least made one positive choice versus having not done that at all. She would have never had that positive. Um, or a second, and this is what will probably happen in in you know the in an equal amount of the time, is she'll go home and, and maybe not do that. She'll be happy that she made the one positive choice. She's like, okay, let's keep this party going. I'm going to go home and instead of having the shitty food, I'm going to have the thing that I know is going to help me feel better. That's going to help me move towards my goals. And because you made that one decision just to go to the gym, just to do five minutes of cardio, that then snowballed into more cardio or snowballed into sitting in the sauna or snowballed into the arm day, which then snowballed into you making that better choice. And then you get right back on, you know, and, and, and then that snowballs into tomorrow. So that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, you know, some, some other things, uh, did, did you have any more examples that you can think of right, right now off the top of your head? Right no, now? go for it. I've been rambling this whole zoom call. Oh, you're good. You're um, good. No. So, um, you know, wh- I have one client, she, uh, she has been traveling for work and she's never really had to travel much for work with it. And she, she's relatively new to TLF, but, you know, um, I asked her how the, how the trip went, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And she said that, um, you know, work-wise, it went great. It was a good work experience, but nutrition was obviously off. And I said, okay, we're we're new into this. We knew this was going to be a challenge. You know, I gave you some different things and different tips and different strategies that you can go into with the best of intentions. But ultimately we had to go see what it was going to be like in the very first place. And so what's crucial for her is that she came home and got right back on track, got right back to check-ins and those types of things. But also from that obstacle that she had with, with, you know, traveling for work, which now she's going to have more and more of that down the road. It's important for her to think back to this first experience, 
What did she do well with it? What did she control, even though it was difficult to control? And what were the things that were, were you know, um, difficulties, you know, constraints and what she could do? So that way she can better plan for the next time with it. We don't have to look at that as a failure. Did she follow her plan? No, but I didn't expect her to, number one. Number two, she should not have expected herself to be perfect with it. But number three, we can still learn from that because there will be other occasions like this. You know, she could have closed her eyes and not reflected and she wouldn't have grown from it. She would have another travel trip and she would do just as, you know, just as bad or whatever the case is. Not intended she did bad, but she wouldn't have improved from that situation. So it's super important that she has those reflections and that she just, you know, trusted that, hey, I'm going to go here. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to figure it out. And the next time I'm going to do a little bit better with it. Um, some more examples with it as well as, you know, I have a couple of clients that either have surgeries pending coming up, some people with some injuries right now that's affecting, you know, maybe they can't do all their workouts or things of that nature. In all these situations, that was kind of the fear around it, you know, from some of these clients is that, you know, what do I, what do I do? What do I need to be doing if I can't be working out for these couple of weeks? You know, Renee, she's not going to be able to hit legs for the next couple of weeks through her, you know, her incision that she has right now. So what does that mean? That means that, we should not let everything else go. We could use this as a time to self-sabotage. Well, I can't work out, so I might as well sit at home and just eat like shit. Might as well not meal prep or whatever the case is. So that's when it comes back to what are the things we can't control during this time. You can't work out, but you can still focus on all the other components of your life. And if, if anything, you should now have time and more effort and energy to put into those things to make those things even better during this time that you can't work out. Um you know, so so it's a matter of, of of pivoting and adapting to what life is kind of thrown at you and then adjusting with it. And, you know, to, to use myself as an example, obviously with the baby, and, and I've talked about this over the you know past four or so months, but having to learn to adapt that. You know, this is a time where I think a lot of parents and I work with a lot of, you know, parents that have made this exact choice where they let everything go. Any of their healthy habits they had coming into parenthood, they let go. Um and to say that I put some of these things as top priorities in my life the last four months, that would be a lie to say that, but they shouldn't be priorities to that level where it's taking away from the family and Lola and things of that nature. But I still kept them as priorities. So I'm still accomplishing 80% of what I normally would be because they're still priorities. And they're, they're, you know I have systems and, and routines and organization in place that no matter how busy and hard the day is, I'm still getting, getting things done um, because at, at this point, it's automatic. It's effortless at this point. Um, you know, for instance, today, you know, I was going to be gone all day long. Um, I got up and put all my chicken in the, in the pressure cooker, which now I have three or four weeks worth of chicken cooked in the freezer. But I did that before I left this morning. You don't have to meal prep just on Sundays, just adapt with what the week is thrown at you and what the week has given you. Um, yeah. I think adapting is the biggest thing yeah. is you just have to take the self-initiative to adapt instead of using it as an excuse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It takes exactly. time to learn it. It takes true. Truly takes time to learn that. Um. So you shouldn't shame yourself when you make the wrong decision once or yeah. twice. But, um, you have to be open to growth. Yeah. And 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 you should be searching for ways to stack those wins, stack those positive choices. Here's kind of the the post that I was going to make afterwards. I'll just go ahead and share it on here as well. Um. So you know, every time you choose a better food. So, you know, picture yourself as you're just getting started with, with these lifestyle changes. Every time you choose a better food, every time that you, you meal prepped when you didn't want to, every time that you work out when you would rather go home and sit on the couch after work, um, every time that you go to bed around the time that you should be going to bed instead of watching that one more episode, you know, you're not just building discipline when you're doing this, 
you are rewiring your brain. You know, you've obviously lived a certain way where it didn't matter what choices you made when it came to food. Workouts weren't a priority that you ever really made happen. You know, things like that weren't. So we have to rewire those things. And that's, you have to respect that that shit's going to take time. Um, you know, especially the older you are, the more set in your ways, the longer this stuff is going to take and the more choices you're going to have to make to kind of flip the script on yourself. Um, but those choices compound on one another, kind of like we've been talking about, uh, the theme of this the entire time and, and make the, um, make the future positive choices a hundred times easier to make. So, you know, that choice to go to the gym when you were stressed out after work, though, you didn't want to. You know that it helped you today. So next week, if you have a similar day to that, you can reflect and you know come back to, okay, that really helped me last week. So I'm going to go to the gym and keep doing that. And so then over time, it's just automatic. Good day or bad day, you're going to the gym regardless, or you're going to meal prep, or you're going to make it happen. You're going to eat the healthier food, whatever the case is, because now it's automatic. You know that those decisions allow you to feel better you know, tomorrow and the day after and the month after and the year after and things like that. Remind yourself, of these things though, the next time that, uh, that devil's on your shoulder, trying to convince you to do what's easy instead of doing what's aligned with where you want to be in the future. So again, that comes back to, um, you know, delayed gratification versus, um, versus immediate gratification. Um, you know, to take that a little bit further with it, um, you know, when, when we're talking about delayed gratification and immediate gratification, delayed gratification are choices that are usually their, their investments into yourself somehow. So if we're thinking about different, um, delayed gratification choices that you could be making, they're usually not, they're not, they're not fun and super rewarding in the exact moment. I didn't, I don't want to go to the gym right now, but I'm making the decision to go to, I'm still hating myself at the moment. Cause I don't want to go to the gym right now, but it's an hour later or even 10 minutes later when I'm at the gym, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so thankful that I, that I came and did this. You know, it's, it's those, um, those, those delayed gratification choices. They're not quite as fun today, but tomorrow we're thankful that we made them. You know, where years from now, when we've continued to make those delayed gratification choices, we are thankful we made those. Again, this comes back to a really, really good way to to think about this in a, in a, in a quantifiable sense is investing for your retirement. You know, most people here that some way, shape or form are hopefully, you know, investing in their retirement. And that's not fun to see that coming out of your paycheck or to 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 be putting that money into a Roth IRA that you can't touch until you're 59 and a half years old. You know, but what's fun in those choices, what's fun in knowing that money has come out is that it's there for you in the future. So yeah, I'd rather have that that chunk of money going straight to my bank account today. But I know that that is there that's setting myself up for the future. Well, same that it's exact same thing when it comes to the choices you're making about the foods you're putting in your body on a consistent basis. You know, the the exercise that you do or the exercise that you don't do, all that stuff kind of matters with it. Um, and that future self, you know, when you're 60 and you're retired, you're going to be thankful that you were stacking away that money. And you're probably going to say, damn, I really wish I would have taken this shit more serious then. Well, that same exact thing is going to be happening with with our health, too, if we if we take it for granted right now. Um, and immediate gratification are usually choices that are generally the fun choice today um, and, and the fun choice in this moment, but usually lead to feelings of frustration, like you let yourself down. So again, if we think about this in that investing sense, when you're you know, 59 and a half years old, and it's time to start taking money out or 65 or whatever, and you don't have any money to take out because you focus on all the immediate gratification shit for the last 30 or 40 years of your life, you're going to be pretty pissed off at the younger you and not really have much to be able to do with it. And same thing with, with those, the, you know, health and things of that nature. When you're, you know, sitting in a retirement home 10, 20 years earlier than what you should be, 
and got kicked out of your house or whatever the case is and, and your kids made your move and, and and go into that when you see these other 80 and 90 year olds out thriving kicking ass and you're like well what's the difference between me and them they were making conscious decisions on a daily basis about where they wanted to be at in the future you know so um you know i think that's yeah that's pretty much about it though so anyway i think we kind of smashed that renee you got anything to add to any of that Always reflect and check in. There you go. That's good. Always reflect and check in. Uh, and and another thing to expand upon what Renee just said about always checking in. Um, most most people that are here, you've, you've, you've done some sort of nutrition program before. You've done some sort of diet before. You follow a workout plan before. Maybe you haven't. But usually the reason why those things don't work for the average person is because you're not accountable to yourself enough and you need that outside source of accountability. And in the past, you, you got stuck in the, those bad cycles of you had a bad week. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. And again, when, when you're doing that, when that's your mindset, you're never going to grow from those, those, those bad weeks. You know, it's just like if a, if the chiefs, I'm not, I'm not going to use them as an example. If, <laughs> if a 10 year old baseball team loses a game, we have to reflect on what that what what happened, what went wrong in that game, what was wrong with our execution, what do we need to work on in practice next week so that next weekend we can show up to that game ready to go and locked in. So that that same thing needs to be happening. You've got to be reflecting, you know, if it, you know, taking this into the workplace. You know, if Renee's doing shitty on on cleaning people's teeth, she needs to have that conversation with, you know, her boss needs to have that conversation with her, but that's to grow. Just kidding, Renee. I'm just fucking with you. But that wasn't what happened. Don't worry. Yeah. That wasn't but the, but, the but again, you know, in 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 business exactly. in careers and in everything that we're doing, we have to know what we've been doing well and what we've been struggling with and just be honest about that. You know, you're not in trouble when you when you have a bad week or whatever the case is. And you shouldn't feel like you're in trouble with yourself either. If that's the mindset you're going into it with, you're going to continue struggling. Um, and you're not gonna overcome a lot of these things either. What's up, Mickey? <laughs> hey, Mickey. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think we had markets. We talked about this too. I think last week, um, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed about something, and it was almost like the exact same moment that Marcus said it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is right. Like you're exactly right. This is what I could do better. Um, and just in those moments too, that's when that's just when you learn and you realize instead of like. Marcus wasn't attacking me. Like I wasn't attacking myself. It's just, oh yeah, truly having that growth mindset is mm -hmm. what's going to change those obstacles from roadblocks to just new pathways. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Anybody else have any any thoughts to to add on to uh I me mean, Renee just chatting for a while now? Anything help you? Any questions on any of that stuff? Uh, what's up? Yes. Uh, I just got a little, little bit to add to that. You know, sometimes I try to think of it as like, you know, when you're in a gym lifting weights and you want to, you want to get your strength up, get that weight up, you're going to have to, you know, face heavy weight and possibly, you know, not being able to lift it or struggle lifting it. And I think that same thing applies to, you know, what you guys are talking about. You're going to have, you're going to come across obstacles, but you can't just like, let that weight come back down. You guys still try to push it up. And, you know, once you get it up, it's going to be easier the next time and you're stronger from it. Exactly. And 
oftentimes if you're choosing that heavier weight, you probably have a spotter or somebody helping you if you can't get it, which yep. metaphorically is, is up <laughs> as well. And, and, in everybody here on the zoom call as well, you know, we're all here to help one another in some way, shape or form, even if that's just, you know, strength and numbers, you know, we, we feel like people have our backs, even if none of you guys ever talk or meet each other, that's, that's totally fine. But it, it's got to feel good just knowing that there's other people that are struggling with the same shit, but you know, they're showing up for themselves. So why can't, why can't I show up for myself? Um, good, good addition, Dex. Anybody else got anything to add? Any questions pertaining to this or anything else that's on your guys' minds? I got a random question. How many people are in the community now? Like in the the group? On the Facebook board, whatever. Yeah. On the Facebook group, there's like well, four. no, not Facebook. That app. Yeah, on the on the app, uh, hundred hundred plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just curious because I because I know it's like a lot. It's been there's been a lot of discussion compared to like last there, year. So there 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 has been. I, I've uh, I'm gonna give Renee credit for that just because you know when it was just me, um, there wasn't a whole lot of that either. Uh, but no, I mean that's what I've always wanted. You know, especially once we switched over to the training app from just you know when it, when when I wasn't in the training app. Um, is to have more of those, you know, conversations and just that that support from one from one another. You know, if somebody has a question, there's five people jumping on to to answer those questions. You know, if you're here on the Zoom call, definitely definitely chip in with that as well. Um, don't feel like you know your solutions, your ideas aren't going to help somebody else because I do weird shit when it comes to food and workouts. I mean, I drink chia seeds, and Renee thinks that's absolutely bonkers. So, like, <laughs> what works for me might not work for you. You know, it, it, but what works for you might work for somebody else as well. And that, that whatever I was going to come up with, maybe that's not going to work for them. So again, there's strength in numbers with all this stuff. And so I think that if we can continue that, that community feel with this, uh, you know, I think it only empowers everybody to, to do better and better in their journey and hopefully feel even more confident that, Hey, this is, this is a, a space where I can talk about these exact things. Uh, I think that's really, really important to recognize is that, you know, we're, Every single person here, including Renee and I, you know, sitting here talking about vulnerable stuff, everybody has to kind of step into the uncomfortable zone when they join something of this nature, um, even if it's just a one-on-one conversation, because, you know, we're talking about intimate shit here. We you know we're talking about it isn't just a matter of your food choices and, and your, your workout choices. Sometimes this comes back to, you know, shit you saw and did as a child and how that has led up to this point, you know, Um so I, I respect that it's all vulnerable stuff, but just understand that we are all every single person in this group talking about, you know, health and fitness. It's way, way deeper than that. Um, let's see here. We got some comments going on. Um, I've been really struggling with football every weekend. Um, if you didn't know, Josh is a, a starting linebacker for the Chiefs. Just kidding. <laughs> just a huge fan. Um, aren't playing. I've been using my iPad to listen to the games and work out instead. That's awesome. Um so when, when the Chiefs aren't playing, you know, he's using an iPad to, to listen on to, to other games and things, things of that nature. But yeah, I mean, so struggling, you know, Chiefs season, I look at this as like, uh, you know, with the Chiefs, it's like 24 holidays throughout the year because of all the games and, and whatnot that we have, especially because that usually leads us up to the Super Bowl, hopefully. Um, but so every, every week we have something of that nature. And so that's just what's important to, you know, the, for me, those are usually my cheat meals that I'll designate for that. Um, you know, days where if I'm going to have 
uh, you know, a couple of drinks, it might be during a Chiefs game, especially if I'm actually going to the game, not necessarily just sitting at home watching it. Um, but yeah, just but planning ahead for that as well, though. You know, if you're used to meal prepping on Sundays, but now it's Chiefs season and Sundays, that might not work for you anymore unless you want to get up earlier or earlier on a Sunday to get that shit done. You know, moving that to a different day, doing it on a week night instead. Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of thinking that I recommend that to even more people, you know, because some people don't want to take you know, Sunday to have to go to the grocery store meal prep. But if you do on the weekdays, it's gonna be less busy at the grocery store. And, and then you have the weekend where you can just go get a workout in on Saturday and Sunday and then come home and just chill the rest of the day. Um, um, to follow up on that too, with Josh, he had reflected and figured out like, okay, just because football is all weekend, maybe I shouldn't let everything be a cheat meal. Yeah. And I should save my cheat meal for like the one important time or like Sunday or something like that. So he doesn't have that bad food all mm -hmm. weekend. And I thought that was really cool because I didn't even suggest that he yeah. reflected and he figured that out on his own. He's like, okay, I still want to enjoy these games, but how can I do this to where I'm still putting my health first? Yeah. Um, And so I thought that was really cool of him yeah. to notice that in himself and then figure out a plan to overcome that instead of just be like, well, I fucked up again. Like, no, he came up with a plan to then exactly. figure it out next weekend. Exactly. And, and that, that would be wrong just to continue to allow himself screwing up and then not making adjustments for it. But it would also be wrong to say that I'm not going to enjoy the chiefs games. Mm -hmm. you know, that's something I look so, so forward to all year long, especially right now we got to capitalize on this shit. We got Mahomes, homes the best team in the world, whatever the case is. And we, we might have, one more year of that, we might have 20 more years of that, but regardless, eventually that shit ends. So let's take advantage of that um, and, and and not miss out on the fun stuff with it. But so, so again, though, you know, missing out on those opportunities um, to enjoy that time with friends. And if that's where you, where you want to prioritize your cheat meal, there's no reason to not do that either. It's just, how do you find that balance? How do you shift things around the rest of the week and be intentional the rest of the week so that you can not feel guilty about that? So you can enjoy that time, but it not work against you in the long run as well. Um, Mickey said, um, she got on is already chatting. She's only been on four minutes. I just got <laughs> finished telling my friend if I wasn't financially investing into her journey, I assume with TLF here, it would be too easy for her to say, I'm not seeing results in giving up or whatever the case is, or whether you're seeing results or not when you, you know, that that's when some people ask me, you know, what do you, what do you charge for TLF? You know, when somebody's signing up, you know, and I say, well, this is what's included, but ultimately it's that financial other aspect on it that's usually going to keep you a little bit more invested in it because if you're paying for somebody to tell you what to do, how to do it, things of that nature, probably going to be, you know, since you're financially invested, now mentally you're a little bit more invested as well. Whereas, you know, back when I was charging, you know, when I was first starting and charging, you know, $50 or less per month for clients, I saw not a lot of good success from a lot of people because they had no skin in the game. You know, it was $50. It was, it was like a Planet Fitness membership where there's like, well, I didn't use it this month. Who cares? And that's not what I wanted to get out of it. So, so yeah, I mean, um, and, and to take that a step further as well, I personally feel like when everybody's, you know, sitting down and looking at their budget seats here, I, you don't see this. Like, you know, if you look at, you know, financial people on like Instagram and shit like that, this is never part of those budgeting systems, but health should be a part of your budget. That should be an item line where every month you have an allotment that you can use on your health, whether that's chiropractic care that is you know massage that's a trainer that is you know um supplements or whatever the case would be that is um i mean shit even just getting your nails done or you know getting massage and stuff like that that stuff 
could go into that window as well of just self-care and taking care of yourself. It could also be therapy as well, you know, going to see a therapist and that should be a part of that health budget. So maybe for a couple months, you know, you're trying to eat healthy and things of that nature, but instead of, you know, paying a personal trainer, maybe you're going to, you know, see a therapist um, if you need to work on mental health and things of that nature. But I feel like health should always be one of those item lines in terms of what you're budgeting for. Um, she said, because that's what kept happening um, for years before taking this leap. I started uh, bringing a book to the gym and that's the only way I can do the Stairmaster. I'm glad it gets me on the Stairmaster. So, so it, that's another one. You know, if you don't like the Stairmaster, Mickey just gave a good example of that. So if you're struggling with something, you know, communicate in the, in the group because uh, Mickey here likes using her, you know, using a book on the Stairmaster. Um, Josh likes, you know, using his iPad to watch other NFL games and things of that nature. Whatever you got to do to what, whatever you can do to marry the two things together. Yeah. Like, you I don't want to do with something. You do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got I got a stationary bike now for my office. And I've got a stand-up desk, so I just slide the stationary bike underneath the desk. And while I'm working on new certifications or, or watching videos or something, I can be doing that as I'm riding the bike as well. Do I necessarily want to ride the bike? I mean, yeah, because I'm weird. But even if I didn't, you know, I, I, I'm still, you know, merging two things at once that don't need to be independent of one another. Um, Melissa said, when I tell people I'm paying someone to help help me and keep me accountable. People look at me crazy. I think it's hundred percent worth the investment. I do too. And hundred percent as well. Um, but, but those exact people that are looking at you like it's crazy, I guarantee that they're not accomplishing a lot of their goals and maybe they are with some things, but maybe there's other things they could be, you know, paying somebody to help guide them to help. Again, that's one of the things as well is, you know, you could go through the years of trial and error with all this shit. And it might take you 10 years to really, you know, make a dent in things or really change some things, or you might not ever, or with a coach, you're going to get anywhere you want to get to faster, you know? So I think people too, it all depends on your priorities. Um, like the people that are telling you, like, it's crazy that you're having paying someone to keep you accountable. I get people all the time that tell me you don't need therapy. You don't need to pay someone. Like you'll be fine. Just figure it out. Um, and I'm like, no, you don't get it because your mental health isn't your priority. Whereas that's my priority. So that's where I'm going to put my money. So the people that are telling you, like, they just don't understand that they don't. Yeah, they don't get it. Or, or, or it comes back to the same thing that, um, you know, for, for lack of a better term, misery loves company. You know, if, if mm -hmm. I'm eating healthy food and you're sitting here judging me for it and saying, oh, why are you eating that? Why don't you eat this pizza that I'm eating? Like you're, you're trying to make me feel bad for investing in myself when in, in reality, yes. You feel bad about your own choices. And the only reason why you're really thinking about it right now, instead of just stuffing your your face with that pizza or whatever the case is, is because you see somebody else doing something positive for themselves right here. So what what makes you feel better? If I put away my healthier food and eat the pizza, now you don't have to feel shitty about your negative choices that you continue to make over and over and over again and feel bad about. And that's usually what that exact thing is right there. You know, people are saying oh, you, you don't need to be going to therapy or whatever the case is. Maybe it's because they know deep down, they probably have some shit to go work on, but it would be easy to say, hey, Renee, I see you work on yourself. I need you to stop because it makes me reflect poorly on my own self. And, and you know, that I've, I've had so, so many conversations that, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, on on the, the recently updated questionnaires the last couple of years, one of the things on there is, you know, Tell me about your family, you know, your spouse or, or partner or whoever you live with. Are they supportive of you making these changes? And the reason why that's so important is because your partner is not supportive of you making these changes. 
that's going to cause a ton of friction in your relationship, but also friction in your journey as well. And so even if they're not making those choices, it's important that you go communicate, here's what I'm doing, here's why I'm doing it, and here's why I need your support. I don't need you to make these changes with me, but I need you not to be, um, you know, for lack of a better term, an asshole about me trying to 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 do positive things for myself, you know, maybe- it goes hand in hand too. I've seen it on Instagram a lot of like, um, like you don't drink, you get called boring. You don't go out and party, you get called boring. Um, and it's, it's just a vicious cycle of people. And I get, people don't always understand. Like I used to question why people didn't drink until I didn't drink myself, but like you get made fun of for not doing like the quote unquote, like cool thing. But then you just kind of, once you realize your priorities and realize it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks you get to decide what feels good to you. Um, that's the biggest, I think. Yeah. I think the only time I really understand it when somebody's like questioning why I'm not doing something is, is cause I don't drink very often, but when I do drink, I'm a blast and I have a great time and people like that side of me. But so, so they try to take advantage of it whenever I actually, when I am and they're like, all right, well, we're going to get wild then. But um, it's, it's the other times as well that I'm like, it's, it's not worth it to me. You know what I mean? Like I'll save it for, for when it counts. Um, but yeah, yeah. People re- reflect their insecurities by judging you. That's a hundred percent it. And that goes back to when we're, you know, in third grade and there's bullies and shit at school. It's they're insecure about something. They're being mistreated at home or with, you know, an older brother or whatever the case is, and they're taking that on other people. Now, obviously as a third grader, they might not really understand that, but that's exactly what that, what that is like. You know, it's, it's, you're insecure about something. So you're going to try to make other people feel shitty um, that are usually doing better than what you're doing, you know? So, so I think that's what you guys should take. And honestly, I take that as a compliment. Anytime somebody acts like, you know, oh, you can't eat whatever. I'm like, actually, I can eat that. And I had it actually a couple of days ago. But my consistent habits allow me to look better and feel better and not have issues and not have confidence issues and what I'm doing um, or energy issues because my consistent habits are aligned with where I want to be, which is fucking thriving, unlike the person who is commenting on that negative thing right there. So I like I it. It, separa- the time it separates me from 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 the average as well. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like everybody should try to separate themselves from just the average, you know, who wants to just be the average person that doesn't doesn't feel good you know um what's the fantasy thing josh is just throwing other random shit out there right now you just said that i'll never forget when marcus lost our fantasy league and had to eat 16 waffles from waffle house yeah so i, I did that waffle house challenge when i lost the fantasy league a couple of years ago you have to be in waffle house for 24 hours but every waffle you eat is an hour off your time there so i spent i think it was like whatever that number equals out to i think i had 15 waffles and i was there for nine hours i got there at 3 a.m and left at, at noon uh, it was, it was awful. I think I slept for about 12 straight hours after that. And also if you want to see the macros on uh, <laughs> 15 waffles from waffle house, it is ungodly. It's way more fat than I expected as well. By the end of it, I think the last like six or seven pancakes, because the first nine, I was just using sugar-free syrup. The last like seven, it was just like dipping a little, yeah, a quarter of it at the time in water and then just like smashing it down. Like I was Kobayashi eating hot dogs. Do you hate waffle house now? <laughs> I, ha- I haven't been since uh i would i would go back now i think for the first year or so i was like i'll never go back but i'd go back now who doesn't like some waffle house experience uh yeah, he has a lot of friends <laughs> yeah yeah uh <laughs> he said uh perfect person to get that punishment because he could self-correct better than anyone very true very very true um but yeah anyway though good good talk tonight i think we we got 
even deeper into this shit than what I expected to do that. So that was I awesome. I love all the interaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for all the comments and it, being on the, being on the call in general, guys, um, checking days tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Go chiefs. Hopefully we're going to the Super Bowl. That'd be badass. Um, yeah. Have a great weekend. Have a good check-in day. Oh, Kayla, you got um, something? Yeah. I just want to throw a, a PSA out there. All right. Um, I just went to Arizona and I got fucking sick. I'm pretty sure I got it from the airport. Okay. So there's a very bad virus going around right now. Awesome. Just wanted everybody to know. All right. All right. What, what, what day did you get back? Um, I got back Monday and Let's I got go. sick. I got, I flew in the Friday before last and I got sick on fucking Sunday. So I was sick from uh, Sunday until now. So it's been like 10 days. Oh, that's miserable. I'm sorry to hear that. It's not a good time. And I know a few other people that have it and they can't give you anything because it's a virus. So, so and stay clean, vitamin C. Yeah. All the, all the vitamins, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, rest up, hydrate, do everything you can to feel better. I'm sorry that you got that going on, Kaylee. But the big thing though, is that as soon as life allows and your body allows to get right back on track as soon as you can, I guess that's the, the best, the best advice I can give you other than just chilling. Yeah, I just don't want anybody else to get sick because it, yeah. it was not fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. See y'all. I'm checking you tomorrow, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Have a great night. See you guys tomorrow. Bye.